Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. Very glad you were able to join us once again for this episode. I hope you're ready tonight, today, this afternoon, in the car, wherever you are listening to this episode right now. We are going to talk all about the land of the Disco Yeti. That's right. We are getting into Asia at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. We are going to talk about attractions. We're going to talk about food and shopping and a lot of the hidden things that you may miss if you don't slow down for just a minute and take a look at all that's around you. Because Asia and Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park has a lot to offer for the guest experience. And I think it is definitely something that you'll enjoy. Definitely share this episode to folks that you know that are traveling for the first time. I think it'll be a huge benefit to them. In fact, this whole series that we're doing on Animal Kingdom is a great source of uh, free info that's out there that I put out there uh, for you to enjoy. And hopefully it'll be helpful to you along the way. So thank you again for joining. Thank you for your support along the way. And let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is April the 6th, 2021. And our conversation tonight is all things Asia at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, or as the subject line says, the land of the disco yeti. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Most of you that are you know, Disney aficionados know what that's all about. Anyway, so we're going to talk a lot about Asia and Disney's Animal Kingdom Park tonight. We're going to look at attractions. We're going to look at food. We're going to look at you know some of the animals you might see there and some of the other opportunities you have to uh, engage in that area shopping of course so a lot of really good stuff so but before we get into that there is a little bit of disney travel news i wanted to cover tonight uh, like usual the disneyland no before you go site is up and running so for those of you that are um, you know california residents and are looking at a trip to the disneyland resort uh, first of all we'd love to talk to you about that if you're not working with somebody already don't charge anything extra for my services as always there's that shameless plug right up front um, but it's up and running, so as far as the expectations, which you can expect uh, about your you know, particular guest experience, a lot of that information is being put out. Uh, ticket sales will be going on sale soon, so be on the lookout for that as well as we look forward to uh, the reopening of the theme parks, Disney California Adventure and Disneyland Park. So a lot going on right now. Also, uh, some other uh, some other news across the Pacific, as it were, actually out in the middle of the Pacific at Disney Aulani out in Hawaii. Uh, the resort's character breakfast is returning to uh, Makahiki Restaurant on May the 7th. So uh, in the past, they've had a character breakfast that has not returned since you know, the modifications of the past year or so have been going on. So just be aware of that. But it's exciting to see this coming back. Uh, Hawaii is doing well. Uh, and it's awesome to see uh, Aulani bringing back more offerings for the guests that are visiting there. Disney Aulani is a hidden gem for some uh, <laughs> that don't know about it. If you don't know about it, we, we may need to just do a whole episode on Aulani one night. Uh, so if you like the cruise experience, as far as like the kids-only areas, adults-only areas, and that kind of thing, you're going to like Aulani. Uh, if you like water parks, you're going to like Aulani. If you like beautiful, pristine beaches, you're going to like Aulani. If you like incredible accommodations with the Disney flair and, and, and the Disney quality of food and other things you may be used to you're gonna like alani so alani is is a destination that is great that is amazing that is out there for everyone so highly recommend uh, disney alani 
Also, this is the big piece of news. There's lots of different things that came out today, actually. There was just kind of like one thing after another that different travel destinations were uh, releasing. But the big, big thing that kind of came down for Walt Disney World. So for those of you that, you know, have been watching the, you know, social distancing guidelines, masking policies, and all, all those sorts of things, uh, you want to know this, uh, is that uh, officially Disney is going to be relaxing the mask policy at the Walt Disney World Resort uh, effectable, effective, excuse me, uh, April the 8th. So basically what that means is, as far as what we know right now, uh, is guests will be able to take pictures to pull their mask down briefly so you can actually see their face for a picture. You know, for a while it's been, um, you know, just, you know, guests have to have masks on all the time unless you are stationary, eating and drinking, actively eating and drinking. So that's kind of been the policy. Um, also, from some things that I'm hearing, uh, there are going to be a little bit more relaxed towards guests that are, you know, drinking water while you're standing in line, especially getting to the summer months. It can get kind of warm. So, you know, that, that kind of makes sense. Uh, but Disney is very careful. So, you know, some people... For a while, when these policies were a little bit more lax than they are now, when the parks first reopened, what abused those? Meaning, it was if you were actively eating or drinking, you know, you could you could have your mask down and do that, no problem. But what happened was, is that people would just grab a drink and just walk around the park and never put their you know mask back up and only have a cup in their hand. So. Because of that, Disney had to tighten up a little bit. So just listen up for those of you that are thinking about that out there. Just be kind, uh, be be gracious to others that are around you, and be respectful of others that are around you as well as you're, you know, as as things are returning to normal, right? So Disney are gonna they're gonna enforce the rules the way they are, uh, you know, at that time. So. Just be aware of that. Uh, other travel news, there are some glimmers of hope in the cruising industry, and I believe I've talked about this recently on Travel Tips Tuesday, that uh, most cruise lines are going to be, well, I don't say most, but uh, the Royal Caribbean for sure, as well as some others are looking at uh, returning to cruising in the Caribbean. So what this means is they are not going to be sailing to U.S. ports, so no, not like Port Canaveral or, or Miami for those that are, or Galveston, uh, for those that are kind of people in my neck of the woods of, of the country, um, they are going to be sailing, you know, stationing ships that are going to have new, you know, home ports, basically. Um, they're going to have to buy by those government rules and regulations. They're not going to be touching U.S. ports, you know, at all. They might be still visiting the private islands and some other destinations you may have heard of around the Bahamas and Caribbean, you know, Jamaica and whatnot. So, uh, and of course, Mexico as well. Because a lot of these things have been going on, uh, you know, the CDC has these, uh, the Centers for Disease and disease controls has this sort of return to sale uh, sort of protocol that they are they are following right now and there are some glimmers of hope um, that are starting to sort of come about uh, that could mean that cruises you know cruising stateside meaning sailing out of u.s ports could return in some capacity it will probably be a limited capacity in the u.s by midsummer this is not a guarantee this is just kind of speculation right now uh, but we do know we do know that there's a plan that it, there is a plan out there that is being followed so again just speculation, but you know there are some glimmers of hope that are starting to show signs that that might happen. So, just keep that in mind. Uh, excited about you know travel returning. There are a lot of people that have been that have been booking trips recently. Uh, a lot of folks that want to stay at all inclusive resorts. So, if you're a cruiser, you're like, man, I can't wait till cruising returns. It's just something about being on that ship, you know, making new friendships, eating some great food, having all your food taken care of, most of your activities, all that kind of stuff. 
all-inclusive resorts are a great alternative to cruising. We've talked about that before in our all-inclusive episode, but seriously think about it. Whether you have a family, whether it's a couple celebrating something, whether it's a group trip, a destination trip, like a destination wedding, you know, all of those things are great opportunities to visit all-inclusive resorts where a lot of your things can be taken care of for you. And, you know, as your travel nation travel planner, that's something I can definitely help you out with to sort through all the details and figure out which option is, is best for you. So enough about all that. Let's talk about Asia, the land of the Disco Yeti, right <laughs> over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. We finished off last week's episode uh, when we were talking about the Africa section of the park, talking about a little attraction called Kali River Rapids. Kali River Rapids is located in Asia. It is you know seasonally open. We'll mention it here uh, again, but Kali River Rapids is actually back open now, which is great to hear. I was actually looking at some information online earlier directly from Disney, kind of checking out their hours uh, of operation and verifying that they are up and running, and they are. So it's a great time to be there. Uh, the the weather is pushing into the 80s, sometimes into the low 90s in Florida right now. Um, you know, it's not every day that it's like that. Uh, this is actually a really good time to go to Walt Disney World right after spring break, sort of right before um, right before school gets out. So people ask me, John, what's the best time of the year to go to Disney? Well, a lot of that depends on like, are you a fan of the seasonal celebrations? Do you like the holidays? Do you like the fall stuff? You know, those kinds of things. Is there a particular thing like you want to be there for? Or are you just about, I want to be there when the crowds are low. If you want to be there when the crowds are low, but they do have some things going on, I would highly recommend sort of latter part of April, first week of May. Right after, again, spring break is season, it's kind of done with, and right before most schools and a lot of colleges wrap up for the year. Uh, that Traditionally, that is when my family's gone to Florida. Uh, we've had vacations around that time. doesn't look like we're going that exact time this year, uh, but it's a great time to go and be. The Flower and Garden Festival will still be rocking and rolling at Epcot. So, uh, again, great time to visit Walt Disney World and even Universal Orlando as well. Which, Speaking of which, I'll be going to Universal Orlando next month. We'll be doing a special Travel Tips Tuesday episode, hopefully, uh, from Universal Orlando if all works out. So looking forward to sharing more about that with you as it comes along. So let's talk about some animal highlights in uh, Asia at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. So one of the things that Disney's Animal Kingdom is known for are seeing and interacting with all the animals. We talked a lot about the different ones that you saw on the safari uh, last week, but even in the Asia section of the park, you're gonna run into tigers, you're gonna see bats uh, pretty up close, gibbons, Komodo dragons, lion-tailed macaques, uh, ex other exotic birds, lots of different things that that you can sort of get real close to, that you can learn about. Uh, there are cast members there that are cast members there that are trained on a lot of the different facts, environments, uh, and even, you know, know a lot of the details of, of where these animals were kept. I'm going to get into some of my favorite uh, parts of interacting with these animals here in just a little bit. Also, uh, attractions that you're going to run into, and this is one that is actually not currently running. Uh, it did run briefly in, in sort of a modified form, but it is not currently running right now, and that's up a great bird adventure. Uh, when when this attraction is running, uh, it is definitely one you want to see. You have birds that are flying over your head. It's kind of an interactive sort of experience with uh, the audience. It's really, really neat. Uh, it's, it's a great, great experience. Not an experience if you're someone that doesn't like birds, or you know someone that doesn't like birds, because, you know, that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. But if you don't like birds, don't go to that show. Uh, up a great bird adventure. Also, there's a Maharaja Jungle Trek, which is a self-guided walking tour of the Southeast Asia area of, uh, of the park. It's home to tigers, monkeys, bats, and a Komodo dragon. And there are a lot of hidden Mickeys. If I had to pick out one, uh, one area of, of the park where there's a ton of detail, 
a ton of detail in, in really every single step that you take. Uh, it's definitely going to be one of two places. We're going to get to the second one here in a minute. But the first place is going to be this particular attraction. It is a walkthrough attraction. It is, it is you know, if you have accessibility needs, uh, for example, if you if you are a guest who will be in a wheelchair or uh, an ECV scooter, um, it, you know it, it's fr it's friendly for you. You can get through it, no problem. Um, it is it is ADA compliant. You can get through and see all the different animals. You can get up close, pretty up close to a lot of them. You know, just kind of a pane of glass separating you in in some respects. Uh, but the Maharaja Jungle Trek is great. I have one very fond memory of going through the Maharaja Jungle Trek. And uh, this was, I don't know, several years ago. And it was back when I still had my old real heavy uh, Canon 60D DSLR. thing weighed about five pounds. had, you know, bag of lenses and the whole bit. Now I've just got, you know, my iPhone. <laughs> and it does, does the job I needed to do uh, right now. But I was walking through the Maharaja Jungle Trek and there's a... a a, uh, a a tiger that was sort of you know pacing back and forth right between you know this this one window and there was this this kid there that was just doing what a lot of kids do that you're not really supposed to do you know they're just kind of sitting there boom 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 banging on the window like hey mr tiger look at me look at me and next thing you know i had my camera out luckily because i was taking pictures of the tiger next thing you know that tiger Boom, both paws on the window, mouth open, scared the living daylights out of the kid. And like everybody in the area, including me, just kind of went, ah. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I go back there, because of encounters like that. Uh, even if, if the animals aren't super active, it's still sort of fun to relive that. Uh, there are uh, cast members all throughout that area that will tell you facts about the uh, animal enclosures, the names of the animals, how old they are, you know, what their natural habitats are like. Uh, and sort of point things out to you, you know, tell you things that the animals like to do, right? The kind of food they eat, they eat all those kinds of things. So it, it's a great thing that I love to do. I try to do it every time I'm there. It's a lot of fun. Big fan of the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Also, we just talked about Kali River Rapids, which is the tagline for it is travel through the turbulent rivers of a jungle landscape. And it is, again, a seasonally available attraction. Typically, it goes down for refurbishment in the cooler months, uh, but it is back up and running right now, which is awesome. Uh, there's also Expedition Everest, the Expedition Everest. This is my second favorite themed area of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park massive fan of this attraction in a number of different ways. So uh, it's, you know, Expedition Everest is, or some people just call it Everest, but the, the there's a story behind pretty much every attraction that's out there. And this one is, this story for this particular attraction is the legend of the Forbidden Mountain, right? So you can actually go to part of Asia as you're walking around, depending on which way you come in. If you're coming in through the Finding Nemo, uh, the musical, uh, theater area kind of across that bridge that's one area but if you come in from the other direction you'll actually pass this area where you can see expedition everest kind of out there in the distance sort of across the 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 lake uh that's there and uh, there's this um sort of plaque thing that shows you the different you know mountains you'll see everest and then the forbidden mountain so uh, fun fact expedition everest is the name of the ride but the mountain that it's on that's not actually everest that's the forbidden mountain so some people get those things confused just a little fun fact but the theming in this attraction is absolutely mind-blowing the the detail that is there like you know we did a i think we did a deep dive with uh, tower of terror when uh former disney imagineer mcnair wilson was was on and we talked about him we actually even mentioned uh expedition everest uh, when he was talking about his former colleague joe Rody, who retired not too long ago 
And he was talking about how, you know, Expedition Everest is uh, just like six inches taller than the Tower of Terror is over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So Expedition Everest is tall point. Tallest point is a 199 feet and six inches tall. Uh, if it was 200 feet on the dot, it would have to have lights on it for airplanes per, you know, you know, FAA regulations. So that's why it's as tall as, as it is. So um, you will ride a speeding train through the Himalayan mountains while avoiding the Yeti. If you've never been on this attraction, I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil anything for you on this. Just know it is one of my favorite rides at Walt Disney World. It's so fun. It's one of those ones that just always puts a smile on your face, right? And it's just intense enough. Like it's just intense enough. Like if you, if you have kids that are like comfortable with roller coasters, definitely definitely it's just intense enough to kind of give them that extra wow you know i can't believe i just did that doesn't go upside down there are some surprises in it, surprises in it but it does not invert does not go upside down so you can know that it does go faster than say your space mountain than uh you know than some of the others uh, seven dwarves mind trained over magic kingdom so it's definitely more intense than those two um, but it's definitely one you want to check out again the story the theming is all throughout the queue uh, a lot of the architecture the uh, the uh, that you'll see that you'll interact with throughout the the queues and even as you're getting off the train uh, from Expedition Everest is is just so neat. Uh, a lot of those items are legit, like they are authentic items from the area of the world that they're supposed to represent. Art international artisans were actually brought in to help um, to help construct the area, so that was pretty neat as well. Some of my favorite documentaries that, that I've watched that used to be on Travel Channel years ago when Animal Kingdom was sort of first being built and becoming popular. Uh, the Travel Channel did a series of, of kind of documentaries, and that's where I learned who Jody wrote, Joe Rody was with kind of the dangly earrings and everything. Uh, really cool guy, very invested in, in, in storytelling and doing it authentically, right? And not just giving people just something to go do, but giving you an experience to be immersed in. And really enjoyed hearing his take and learning his story and about how everything was brought together to create this attraction. So next to Tower of Terror for me right now, Expedition Everest is way up there. Definitely want to check it out. Holly suggests you go on more than once if you can. So it's a great, great attraction. Uh, and again, I mentioned it's the tallest attraction at Walt Disney World. So that's a pretty cool fact. Let's get over to dining. So I hope you have already eaten dinner because this... There's a there are a lot of different dining options in Asia that uh, I would I would definitely recommend. Many of which I have done, not all of them, but many of them I have. Uh, there is the Drinkwala uh, drink stand hosted by Coca Cola, where you can get your frozen cokes, adult frozen beverages, and those amazing. Like you smell like the smells. We like the smells, right? The amazing uh, cinnamon glazed almonds and pecans. So that's just one of those things. It's like mm, yeah, I'm gonna get some of those. They sound delicious. So. Definitely check those out. Uh, a great place to grab uh, a quick snack and, uh, and a frozen beverage to kind of cool you down in these summer months. It's late spring, summer months that we're starting to get into. Also, there's the Yak and Yeti restaurant. The Yak and Yeti restaurant is a table service restaurant. Uh, advanced reservations are highly required. Occasionally, they will have walk-up availability or they can put you on a waiting list. Most of the time, especially now with the limited dining capacity, uh, for the time being, they will not. Uh, dining reservations do open 60 days in advance. If you book a package, it is for the 60 days in advance from the first date of your trip, you know, then effective for the rest of your trip as well. If you're not staying on property, you will not be able to book. You'll have to basically come back and book your dining reservations one day at a time. So one of the perks to staying on property is that you can book them all in advance when your window opens for your entire trip 60 days out. So 
there's a little little travel tip for you. Yak and Yeti restaurant is great. The theming inside is sort of a Nepalese uh, theme, though it is a Pan-Asian restaurant. You're going to see uh, Korean beef, I think, in there. You're definitely going to see the chicken fried rice, which my uh, good friend David with, with Travelmation is a big fan of. He's let me know that quite a few times. My wife actually loves it as well. She had it uh, on her most recent trip on her momcation uh, back in March. Uh, it was great. They have all different kinds of food from across different parts of Asia, Chinese, Japanese, uh, as I mentioned, Korean, Indian food, others that, that you're going to see in there as well. One of the other things I'll mention, and this is something that, that we're sensitive to because we have um, some folks in our family that are sensitive to soy, not allergic to it, but you know, you think of soy and soy sauce and MSG and these kind of things. So especially with soy sauce. So um, there are ways at, at the majority of table service restaurants uh, that uh, they can accommodate a variety of different allergy needs. You know, the great thing to do is just you know not to get um, not to get frustrated, but educated. Get educated about the different uh, abilities that different dining locations have. Quick service restaurants handle things differently than than table service. Uh, I always suggest table service restaurants if you're traveling with specific allergies, like I'm allergic to shellfish. Uh, there are some others. So like shellfish is pretty cut and dry, right? Like if you go up to a quick service place and there's no shellfish at all on the menu, you know it's you know, be pretty safe. You know, if, if you're curious at all, always say something. A lot of times they'll allow you to talk to a chef, quick service or table service, but table service does a great job at accommodating guest needs. And if needed, there's actually an allergy hotline that you can call once you have all your dining reservations set up. And you can sometimes even have a conversation with the chefs before you go. So that is a great thing to kind of take to the bank with you as you're thinking about your next uh, your next vacation uh, to Walt Disney World, whether you want to dine at Yak and Yeti or uh, another another dining establishment on property. So would love to talk to you more about that if you have questions uh, about it. So uh, Yak and Yeti also has a quick service uh, location as well. So the kind of walk-up quick service that you can do with your, your mobile ordering. So say you weren't able to get a table service reservation or you're like our family and canceled your table service reservation for Yak and Yeti uh, like we did back in back in January uh, just because there's some other things that we wanted to do. Nothing against the restaurant itself. It's a great, great quality uh, restaurant. One of the few available uh, table service restaurants available at Disney's Animal Kingdom as well. So um, definitely check it out. But the quick service restaurant has a lot of the, the items that you will see on the table service menu. Not everything, but many of the things, including the chicken fried rice. So there's another plug for that. If you like chicken fried rice, there it is again. <laughs> you'll, you'll definitely enjoy it there. Also in the Asia section of the park, you are going to see a Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company uh, stand that's going to be available for you as well. So Joffrey's Coffee, if you are not aware, because we haven't really talked a lot about it. We've mentioned Starbucks because every park has its own sort of main Starbucks location. But the advantage to going to Joffrey's is that they are typically scattered throughout the parks. Uh, it's the same coffee that you're going to see in the majority of the resort hotels as well and you're going to see some of the stands so they don't typically don't have a whole uh, store but it's more so like a stand or maybe just sort of a cordon off area that, that you can walk up to and you know they can make uh, different frozen drinks of course they have hot coffee iced coffees a number of different things and it's pretty decent um it's it's better than a lot of coffee that i've had you know i'm not a big fan of the starbucks uh, i think they call it their their pike's place roast i'm i just not a fan of that. I'm a bigger fan of the, the different blonde roasts that they have out there. Um, but I found for me that Joffrey's is a great sort of middle of the road. So if you like people like those really sugary coffee drinks, it's great. If you just like a straight up iced coffee with nothing in it, 
go for it. So uh, Joffrey's has some great, great products out there and highly recommend it. There's also the Anandapur uh, ice cream truck, which is if you're uh, taking a walk around the same little uh, lake lagoon that I was talking about earlier, headed towards Expedition Everest, you're going to walk right past it. It's a beautifully decorated uh, truck that they serve different ice cream treats out of. And a lot of times you will see some seasonal treats that are available that are not available other times of the year. So if you see that they're offering something special and you're like, you know what, I might want to try that on my next time here. It might not be there the next time you come. So go ahead and try it right then. Uh, I'll go ahead and grab it. Maybe you can split one between your, your family. They have different flavors of uh, different types of swirled ice cream and other things that are available there as well that are pretty tasty. So, of course, you can always grab a Mickey Premium Bar and ice cream sandwich if you want. Last but not least in our dining uh, rundown is the Thirsty River Bar and Trek Snacks area. So this is uh, sort of an outdoor uh, themed bar area where you can grab a bunch of different types of drinks that they have also some select snacks as well so just be aware you want to check based on what time of day it is what they will be serving and offering because that could vary a little bit kind of like when you go into a restaurant the you know breakfast lunch and dinner menus vary sometimes same sort of thing there uh the snack and drink offerings may vary based on the time of day so just be aware of that uh as, as you're going but definitely a place you want to stop by. They offer some great quality drinks and snacks that I would definitely recommend. Last but not least, let's talk about shopping because we've got to buy the things, right, when we go to, when we go to Disney. Uh, Mandala Gifts is an open-air shopping area in Asia. It kind of has that sort of open-air market kind of feel to it. Well, they'll have different you know, clothing items and other little trinkets and things, some that look more native to Asia and some uh, you know, Disney-style things as well for you. So definitely check that out. That may be something you're interested in. And last but certainly not least, the Circa Zong Bazaar. And you're probably like, that sounds bizarre. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. And it kind of does. Uh, but the Circa Zong Bazaar is the Expedition Everest gift shop. Basically, that's what it is. So when you get off your expedition uh, from going up the Forbidden Mountain and you get off the train and you're walking through, that is the gift shop that you will walk through. If you want to buy, you know, a an Expedition Everest, you know, shirt or, you know, a keychain, what have you, something to remember your trip with, you're going to see some other Disney things that are scattered about in there as well. Uh, definitely, definitely something you want to check out. So that is Asia and Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. So I hope that was been helpful for you. Uh, we are doing these kind of land by land uh, tours just to help people sort of become more educated and acclimated to all that Walt Disney World has to offer. And, you know, I'm a big fan of sort of taking your time as you go through the individual parks. So not, not rushing from, oh, we got to do Expedition Everest, but don't forget Pandora, you know, don't forget Flight of Passage over in Pandora and the boat ride they got over there. But, but, but what about this, what about this saying over here, but we got to go do, it's tough to be a bug underneath the, the tree, right? So sometimes this week we think about the attractions and the things you got to do this and this and this and this and this. So fast passes are great. You know, one of the downsides to it is that your day is completely programmed from beginning to end. Some people like that, but I like just sort of taking the time to explore the stories, finding out the details behind what's there. Like when I was talking about the Maharaja Jungle Track and even talking about some of the detail that's in Expedition Everest, uh, just some of those things that you take and, and, and you pause for a minute because the these experiences were created for you. They were created for me. They were created for so many others to kind of immerse themselves in and to, to be exposed to other parts of the world, you know, in, in, in ideas and thoughts. And, and it's just, it's just so, it's just so fun. It's so fun. And uh, so why rush through it uh, if, if you don't have to? If you're with young kids, yeah, I get it. it's, it's kind of different <laughs> if you're traveling by yourself uh, or, with, uh, or with another adult. So 
check it out. I hope that you're able to uh, do some things on this list that I mentioned tonight uh, that maybe you haven't done before. So uh, thank you all so much for joining uh, me for another awesome episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully we will be up and running on YouTube soon. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcast. If you've listened all the way to the end, that means you are my favorite. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll love your review on Apple Podcast. Just search Travel Tips Tuesday and we would love to hear what you think of the show. Maybe share a favorite moment or two and how it's been beneficial to you. Thanks again so much, y'all. We will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.